With the 82nd pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Washington football team selects Deami Brown, wide receiver, North Carolina. What is up, and welcome back to the HT We Are podcast. I am your host, Freddie Ham, And I'm Maddie Jane. Uh, we had an awesome opportunity, HT We Are, the brand, the podcast. I got to go to FedEx and actually record some video, record some stuff for the pod, take it all in. It was uh, it was awesome. It, it was amazing. I want to give you some recognition, Maddie Jane. Thank you so much. When I stopped off on my way up to FedEx Field, <laughs> you provided me with lunch. Not only did you provide me with lunch, you provided me with lunch and snacks for my trip up. So I really appreciate that, Maddie Jane. You a real one. I love it because it was McDonald's. <laughs> He's acting like I got him. Like I was like, all right, I'm going to get you, uh, you know, I don't even know. I don't know expensive restaurants. I've never been to one. But like just insert an expensive restaurant name here. It was McDonald's, but and he was like, what do you want? I thought I was just going to get nuggets, but nah, you got me nuggets. You got me a quarter pounder. You got me extra nuggets because you knew I had a long trip. You got not only, And you got me a large, too. You got me a large fry. You got me the large Dr. Pepper. And the vanilla shake. And the vanilla shake is so clutch. It's so clutch. So got to give it up to my homegirl, Maddie Jane. Like I said, got to broadcast from the stadium. That was an awesome, awesome experience. And got to share that moment with friend of the program, Kyle Ronick, who runs Burgundy Zone. He was live streaming from there as well. Had me on his uh, pre-draft show. And I made some predictions on there. Not to like toot my own horn, but all my predictions came true. Oh. He asked, he's like, who do you see dropping? And I said, I see JOK dropping, possibly dropping out of the first round. What happened? Good prediction. I said, if it's between JOK and Jamin Davis, I see us actually going Davis over JOK, which we did. And I also said that five quarterbacks will be taken within the first 15 picks, and I put $100 on it. Guess what? It happened. Ooh. But uh, I was able to record the reaction in the stadium, so I have live audio with uh, my reaction, which we're going to roll right now. like the overall reaction amongst the fan base was everyone was pretty positive and happy that we got a linebacker but I know there were certain armchair evaluators that were like why didn't we take Jock in that position and Jock ended up not getting drafted till the middle of the second so I'll be honest in saying that I was surprised at first just because I really did think it was going to be JOK even though we talked about it and it seems like he's more of that hybrid like is he really that true linebacker that we need uh, not for sure like we don't know and, and, and Jamin seems to be more of that even though I I just was so like sure that I was kind of surprised, but I was very excited. And let me tell you why, okay? I have to give a shout out to my best friend in the entire world, okay? Abigail Yates. Oh, 
my homie. She is literally my best friend in the entire world. She is a Kentucky native. And because of her, I have mad love for the Kentucky Wildcats, okay? So the fact that we got a Wildcat football player first round, I was very excited for that reason because it made me think of my best friend. But also, he just looks like a stud. And, you know, again, I've said it a million times, but I'm going to trust Ron Rivera, JDR. I'm going to trust these guys picking up the linebacker that they want. I have a feeling he's going to be everything that we would hope that he would be. And I'm so happy that he picked a real linebacker number. He's going to wear 52. It's hot. It is. It's hot. I I love it. I think it's fire. But, you know, we made some other picks (laughs) over the three days of the draft. In the second round, we picked up an offensive tackle, and a lot of people thought that we might go tackle in the first round because Christian Derisaw was there. Um, but we, in the second round, pick up Ben Cosme. And then in the third round, a little bit of a surprise, pick up uh, Benjamin St. Juice. And we had mentioned St. Juice. He's one of those dudes with, with that cool name. He's from Montreal. He speaks French. I don't know a whole lot about uh, Sam Cosme, and I really don't know a whole lot about St. Juice other than the fact that his name is just fire. But um, luckily... We got someone here who do. Hey, yo, we got an expert in the building. Yes, we do. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> From the On the Warpath YouTube channel, Corey Sanchez, the Sanchez. What's up, Corey? Expert is um, is very arbitrary in my my role, but um, no, I, I I like both of these picks. But Freddie, I'm very mad at you. Why didn't you tell me you you had insider information about JOK and him dropping, and you didn't even tell me that mm-hmm. when I came on there and made the prediction? You set me up, man. I'm hurt. It was a gut feeling. I thought y'all were friends. There was no call call on HDWR. <laughs> My name is not Keith. Mm-hmm. You you talk. He talked to Fred Smoot beforehand. That's what it did. That ain't like ain't like Freddie. Let me tell you something, bro. I know we gonna take Davis. Let's get into this six-seven offensive tackle from Texas. Second round pick, but a lot of people are thinking that he's going to go into camp as the number one at left tackle, and, and I think so as well. Yeah, I think he's gonna compete for it. Uh, Cosme, like I said, he's six-seven, three oh nine. He's athletic. He's been in a pass-heavy offense out there with Tom Hurd. I, I like this pick. One of the guys commented on my channel and said, what do you think about Sam, uh, Sam Cosme? I said, I really hadn't looked at him uh, that much. I had really just kind of looked at Shaw and some of these other guys that were up there in the top end, Panay Sewell, because I thought in the middle of last season, we were going to draft Panay Sewell. Jackson Carmen, I, I was high on Jackson Carmen. Yeah, so I, I, I was just like, this is what we needed. We've got this guy now. We've got competition, and that's what um, he can do. He can play both sides. He's versatile. That's what this draft was all about, versatility. He can play left. I'm he can play right. It. Yeah, right. that's what Ronnie Ron does. So speaking of position versatility, Benjamin St. Juice, six foot three, which gives us some much needed height. He's an athletic specimen. He's got a lot to learn to refine his game. And I was kind of curious. I was thinking about this, and obviously we drafted a, a safety uh, later on. We drafted Derek Forrest, which you posted a video about. By the way, uh, Corey posted videos on all of our draft picks. Go and check all of them out. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. I'm curious about, because we went out, we signed a corner, right? We've got a lot of money invested at corner. We've got Kendall Fuller, who can play some safety, but where he really does his best work is in the slot. So I'm curious about 
where we're going to play St. Juice. Is he going to be a boundary corner? Is he going to play free safety? Because he's got the speed to do so. I think you could probably play him at both spots, but I think you'll see him more at corner. I think Ben Standick had said something about this on Twitter about probably seeing him play, or JP said said this about him playing more corner and you got to look at it from this standpoint you're going to play some big wide receivers in uh this schedule this year a la mike evans and we saw what mike evans kind of did to uh kendall fuller in the playoff game right so you're going to need somebody who's going to be big and physical and can swap back uh swap balls down and just contest with these bigger receivers and who can probably lock down a smaller receiver as well so i i think that for the most part, you're going to see him at corner. A lot of people saying St. Juice is more like a press corner that in zone he was. Would he really be able to kind of handle that free safety role? Whatever. I've seen a lot of people say, and I know that we're talking draft here, but I've seen a lot of people say they could see Cam Curl moving to free safety. Maybe. But, like, he was so good in his role last year. Like, do you want to mess with that? But I was kind of surprised to hear that just because I'm like, he played so well in his position. Well, let me put this out there to you, Maddie Jane. Sean Taylor played strong. It doesn't come without press. Maybe. I am not saying that Cam Curl is anywhere near Sean Taylor, okay? But I probably haven't loved a safety as much since Sean. So it's possible. that It is. That is something that could very possibly happen. And here's the other thing. You know, depending on what's going on with Landon, think about it this way. Do we have a better defense and more talent on the field by having Curl play free and Collins play strong? Rather than trying to keep Cam Curl at strong, having Collins be this odd man out or playing out of position where he doesn't want to play. And then I, I like Jeremy Reeves, okay? But is that a better tandem? Is Jeremy at free and Curl at strong better than having Curl at free with Collins at strong? You know, these are things you got to think about. And but we're not coaches. I guess we'll see what happens. Okay, we got to talk about what may possibly be. A lot of people are, are saying that this might have been the steal of at least our draft class. Deami Brown in the third round, okay? And y'all know how I love receivers. We got to talk about this man because could he come in and be a piece off the bat? Uh, Corey, do you, what, what are your thoughts on Deami? Oh gosh, he can get uh, he can get downfield. He's that speed threat that you need, and that's the one thing that you've noticed about the theme of this team on offense is we keep on getting faster, y'all. I, I mean, I made this joke the other day. I said they've got more speed than a drug dealer right now on this defense. Speed's what we need. We need greasy, fast speed. I, I, you look at him, and I think Daniel Jeremiah may have said it. Like if he gets on top of a. a a defensive back, it's over with. He's something that, that's going to add another dimension for Fitzpatrick, who we know that uh, he won't throw out of bounds. So you've got to go and get people who can fly down the field. Yeah. So to me, that's what Ron and Martin and Marty, that's what they had in mind is let's give this guy enough targets to where he can stretch the field. And it's crazy that this team, you think about it, maybe three or four years ago, we were probably one of the slowest teams on offense. And now look at this. We're probably one of the fastest guys running a sub four, five, 40. And then all these other guys are under um, four, four. I mean, come on now. This is good night and daytime. I saw a couple people comparing him to my man turbo terry so all i'm saying if he is can come in and be anything like terry i'm sold so let me ask this right very important question yeah is he gonna be good probably so 
what freaking number is he going to wear? Is he going to be our single-digit receiver? Is he going to come in and rock his number two? We've had this number talk a lot. Corey, I don't know how you feel about the whole, is Deami coming in and rocking number two? Is it going to happen? I think it'd be cool to see number two blazing down the sideline. 82 is so much better than just two by itself. Maybe. Okay, I, I change. I flip so fast, and I am flipping a lot because the more I think about it, the more I think about Deami and two, I almost am like a number two jersey. I don't know if it does feel weird, but that also a little bit is a tiny bit intriguing. I think it's cool if he's the only receiver in the room that has the single digit. It's way less cool if there's another receiver that also has a single digit. I'm still gonna have to get used to it regardless, but like Corey said, if he can catch the ball, if he's any good, I could get used to it i don't care what he wears he could wear an empty jersey he could wear no number preach maddie you know i gotta give you props whoa you did it you've done it now freddie yep we did it you know who the best is i gotta give you props for number one props again for feeding me because i'm always hungry <laughs> I, I mean you i'm always hungry and uh props for speaking your mind Thank, thank you. So props this week. Yeah. Who you got, Corey? Well, I am going to give props to both of you. And this was not rehearsed or anything, so I can say that off the top of my head. Um, Freddie, for you going out there and representing um, HTWR at the stadium, you know, that 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 is awesome. People know we're out, we're friends outside of this. And, you know, just to see your pictures on like Facebook and stuff. And I was like, that that's pretty cool. That That's awesome. And I, I was proud of uh, you guys. And then Maddie, for you doing the clubhouse moderation with Doug Williams. And um, that was awesome. And I'm like, I fanboy all the time. Like people don't realize this, but I, I, I'm a fanboy. And I'm like, I got to talk to those people. I said, I, I can call these people friends. Um, and it, it was so cool to say, like, I know them on a level outside of their podcast and um you know so i i give both of you guys props for what you're doing that's my props right there Corey, you're a homie you're, the, you're so you're so nice you got me over here like it really does mean mean a lot man, we ain't nobody bro like we just two yahoos who started a podcast man yeah Corey, you're the one with like the views on youtube man you are the you are the washington youtube account okay you are washington youtube wish we could be as funny as you as quick-witted as you it's your world Corey. we're just living in it exactly 100 percent. see and i forgave you freddie because you know you set me up with that jok thing you could have told me like hey Corey, before we go on here, you know you, you don't want to say you could have watched the you could have watched the pregame on burgundy zone just like everybody else <laughs> brother you you know i was working you know I was working to it. He was literally on Burgundy Zone like 15 minutes later. This work. <laughs> Corey, that was so nice. Like, Freddie and I both, our collective props obviously have to go to Corey because Corey is the man, like I've already said, the greatest, the GOAT. He is the Tom Brady of Washington football content. But, like, you're fun. Tom Brady doesn't seem fun, so we got to think of a fun guy. Maybe, like, a Pat Mahomes. He seems like he would maybe be fun. I don't know. We figure it out. Figure it out, whoever. Put ketchup on his steak, though. Vince Wilfork. That's who I am. Yo, I just pictured you in the bibs listen by any means necessary oh my gosh i, I have to uh, give props to our first round pick jamin davis okay listen i don't know if y'all saw this okay but uh, in his little draft card i don't know which network it was you know they give the little facts about the player one of them was that he was a huge nascar fan growing up and one of his biggest goals was to meet 
Jimmy Johnson, the greatest NASCAR driver of all time. Don't come at me. It's the truth. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. And if anybody knows me, yes, I did used to be obsessed with NASCAR, and my favorite driver was Jimmy Johnson. So the fact that, that me and Jamin Davis have so much in common, we're both incredibly athletic. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're both we're both alive. We're both breathing. Um, and we both love Jimmy Johnson, and that's where our similarities end. But we also both love Washington. Um, so, yeah, I just have to give props to Jamin. You know, he knows how to pick the right driver, and I think he's going to know how to pick the right gap as a linebacker he's going to be the man he already is the man in my book so props and you know joe gibbs being close to this team mm -hmm. and uh dale jr being a huge uh washington fan i'm sure he'll have yep. I, I, he's going to have a great time being a nascar fan playing for this franchise because he's going to get the opportunity because you know joe gibbs going to have him down to the facility oh yeah they're going to take him all over there yep. he's going to be able to get into that car yeah. they're going to take him around the track Yep. You know it's going to happen. No, he's going to live out all those goals, and I love it. I'm living for it. I think that's that's pretty cool. Well, I'm going to gonna kind of copy off of your test, Maddie Jane, and uh, I'm going to give props to our first-round pick as well, but I'm going to give props for a different reason. Hmm. I want to give props to Jamin just for how he has conducted himself since being drafted, and I've listened to all the content there is out there of him. If you haven't heard the, uh, the exclusive interview with uh, J.P. Finley, you can go and you can hear it on the Washington Football Talk podcast he did an interview uh with jamin it was right after he had gotten picked uh, so you can actually hear his family in the background and jp asked him you know, what his plans were what he was gonna do and he literally said you know i'm a low-key guy i really don't go out and, and, and party and, and do all that kind of stuff i'm gonna get some sleep and then uh you know we'll we'll get to work so i mean after getting picked in the first round this dude is going to celebrate by getting to sleep and then getting to work. And everybody's heard the quote that um, that he's kept his like mantra his whole life. I'm going to say it right now if you haven't heard it yet. You can't have a million dollar dream with a minimum wage work ethic. I'm sitting over here with a minimum wage or work ethic acting like this. <laughs> Tell me you don't love this dude. I mean, come on. Come on, preach, man. No, that's real. I love that quote. I love that quote. Like I said, I have a minimum wage work ethic, but I love that quote. <laughs> Julie Donaldson did a one-on-one -on -one with him where they're in the bubble. You know which one I'm talking about? And uh, just listen to the man to the man talk. Just the way that he carried. He is. This is why I feel so good about the pick and people who wanted to talk about, man, you know, like Jock uh, was would have been a better better player to to go with and i know we, we heard about you know the heart condition that might be one of the reasons why he dropped out i mean i was kind of low on him. i was thinking he was gonna drop i didn't know if he would necessarily drop out of the first but i was speculating he was gonna drop over a month ago really um just from what i was hearing but here's the thing with davis he fits so much in the mold of exactly the type of player that we're looking for. Chase Young, the way that he fits in that. Jonathan Allen, which by the way, Chase Young and Jonathan Allen uh, took Jamin Davis out to dinner. Tells you everything that you need to know. And not for nothing, the fans out there that are being really, really critical of this linebacker pick, I'm sorry. If Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio cannot pick us the right linebacker, literally that is the one thing that they should be able to do right because they both played the position. 
and they both played at a position at a pretty high level. Ron Rivera is not going in the Hall of Fame, neither is Jack Del Rio, but and think about this. Think about all the players that they've coached. Just look at the track record, okay? Ron Rivera played on the 85 Bears defense. Jack Del Rio won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens coaching Ray Lewis, okay? And a plethora of other great linebackers as well. And I really do think, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. I was thinking about, wow, the 85 Bears and the 2000 Ravens. What do they both have in common? Well, what they both have in, in common was they were generational type defenses. Two of the greatest defenses of all time. And the more that I think about it, I think about the way that those teams were built and I think about the way that this team is being built and now we have a quarterback of the defense. This team is being built with this elite next level defense like I don't think the league has seen in a little while. We've got a veteran journeyman quarterback with weapons galore around him and a defense that is not going to let you score and is going to punish you every single time you take the field. It's beautiful, it's amazing, and I really think that Jamin Davis is that dude who's going to make sure everybody's in position, make sure everybody's gonna do their thing, and everybody's gonna hunt. Man, if I was playing on some of these offenses, like I would just show up and I would be just like, yo, can we just like go home? Cause like, like not even about the wins and losses, he's like, this is gonna hurt. You know what I mean? Like, it's really gonna hurt. Like, it's like, well, if I go this way, then Chase Young gonna light me up. And if I go that way, then Montez Sweat gonna light me up. And if I go up the middle, by some miracle, are able to hold their blocks against Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Damn it, I got Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis, Jamin Davis waiting for me in the middle. And if I catch a pass going over the middle, I got Cam Curl coming across my face. Like, what are you gonna do? What are you going to do? And the answer is not score. That's a good point. And like you said, your point is exactly right, Freddie. Ron has a type. I think if we've seen anything, we see Ron has a type, and he's getting his guys, and I love his type. I think Ron has a really good taste, okay? It's exciting because all of these guys, you can tell they just, like we talked about Samus. Like, yeah, we don't know what he's, we understand. I understand. He is not, he has never played tight end before. But you look at him coming in and say, nobody's going to outwork me. Like, I'll tell you one thing. That type of work, 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 like, yeah, that's that's what I really do feel like. That kind of mentality, that's what's going to lead to success. And I'm ready. I think we're all ready for it. So let's let's get to it. Let's Can the season start tomorrow, please? I'm ready. Corey, you are our distinguished guest. We love having you here, man. If we could have you here every week, we could. We need to figure out a way maybe we can have you here every week. We need to think about this. You know, y'all know I love it. We're going to talk about this. But final thought, we're going to wrap it up. And we're going to put a big bow on it. <laughs> we're going to put a big bow on it. Corey, the Sanchez, final thought for HTWR this week. So my, my biggest thing is with this whole entire draft, everybody was looking for gold chain players. And, and what do I mean by gold chain players? Uh, you know, back in the 1980s when gold chains were big, but they would turn your neck green. You might have to ask your mom and daddy about that. Um... You know, there, there are a lot of gold chain players here that look nice on paper, but might not fit your system. And I think what you all, what we've alluded to with uh, Jamin Davis is if there's one thing that Ron and Jack Del Rio know, it's playing linebacker in the National Football League. And we got to give it up to them. Whoever they took at linebacker. Now, if they had took a lineman, a D, an offensive lineman, maybe we've been like, eh, okay. But if this is their guy, I'm going to trust that they know what they're talking about because they pretty much wrote the book on it. And like you said, Freddie, 
they were part of the most two of the most elite defenses in NFL history in the 85 Bears and the 2000 Ravens, one as a coach and one as a player. But, I, I mean, that, that's what I think about this. We, we've got to sit down, calm down. It's fun to do mock drafts and everything like that, but at the end of the day, it's all that is is just fodder. It, it, it's a mock, and it does not really matter. At the end of the day. It matters what Ron is doing out there, and they look so doggone professional the whole time. Can I get one of those sweater vests? I don't even wear sweater vests, but I want that sweater vest uh, uh, that Ron had on all weekend and that burgundy tie get send that to me ron care of <laughs> Corey sanchez send it to me um but no i, I i'm um I, it's a pleasure being on here with y'all always um and whenever you want me to come on here uh let me know and uh we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to have y'all back on there uh on on the warpath here pretty soon so we can talk about We'll chop it up about the draft and everything, but I, I'm going to get you guys back on there too. So I appreciate you guys and uh, what you're doing for fans and, and what you're doing for the team and everything like that. So thank you again for having me on here. Thank you, Corey. Thank you so much. We're on our way up. All of us, everybody. Like the roof can't hold us. The ceiling can't <laughs> hold us. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up like the ceiling can't hold us. Like the ceiling. I, I look like I'm sitting here. Corey looks cool. I look like I'm trying to perform some kind of low budget mime act, <laughs> getting out of my box. No, are you gonna audition? Uh, Maddie Jane's gonna audition for the co-ed dance team. Oh yeah, I got my clogs out of the attic. <laughs> no, you got your sister coaching you up, don't you? Yeah, but I want to do my clog routine that I came up with myself as a young child. So I have my own uh, homemade clogs. <laughs> They're not gonna know what to do with me. There is a bit of a clogging problem. <laughs> It's going to be good. Okay. I'm sure uh, Joey Colby Begovich will figure out something. Yeah, it's, it's going to be special. Shout out to Joey, by the way. Got to meet him at the draft party, and you want to talk about an awesome dude. He was, he, he was, I love he was Joey. awesome. By the way, shout out to everyone who put the, uh, who put the draft party on at FedEx and everybody who, t- who participated and helped and a lot of names that uh, some of you don't may not know uh Ryle Lantine, Ashley, Jesse Johnson, I mean everybody who who assisted and participated it, it was just a it was awesome it was an awesome event for fans um got to see a, a lot of people there you know Keith was there everybody knows Keith shout out to shout out to Parker shout out to everybody but anyways we're going to be coming back at you when we get a little bit closer to OTAs OTAs and uh, sure, we'll have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Yo, until next time, we all hail together. It's what we do. It's who we are. HT, we are. Peace. Yeah, the receiving core went from being jacked up on Red Bull to being on the highest premium quality cocaine. Can we talk about this for a second? I was so I, I know um, I did not know Little Nas X was doing draft coverage. What? And they, he was talking about he was talking about Kirk Cousins. Son of a gun, y'all! It took me about five minutes to realize that was RG three. <laughs> I kid Stop you it. not. That was Robert Griffin the third, and I said. 
he he was talking about number eight collecting checks and everything like that. I was like, oh, what are you talking about? How you was talking yes. about how, how Cousins was gonna take exception to the to the Mond pick? Yes, yes, yeah, because he's, he's insecure. Take, yeah, to that old but town like, road. Bro, how are you gonna how are you gonna sit back here and talk about the insecurity of Kirk Cousins when you were insecure? <laughs> When you were the number two overall pick, all right, but you were so insecure about Kurt taking your spot. Oh, I know. Hey, man, you preaching to the choir. He had these. Te- I couldn't take him seriously. Like he was saying the right stuff, but it, it's all about the optics. And, he and then had- he said that he wanted to mentor Trey Lance over there in in San Francisco. Huh. I'm not hating. I lo- I loved you RG3. You sound like you're hating on but, RG3. Yo, I loved RG3 as as much as the next person, but RG3 has always been one of those. T- it's from the very beginning like he takes himself a little too seriously give it a rest bud like you're not you haven't been relevant since 2014 bruh you're being too nice freddie yeah, yeah, you're being too nice 2012 yeah. as, as, as. the last time i saw rg3 play in person was in 2014 it was it was week two against the jacksonville jaguars and he got knocked out the, like the first offensive series, and Kirk Cousins won that game. It was like a, it was it was a huge game. It was uh, Ryan Kerrigan's four sat game, and mm-hmm. it, it was forty-one to ten. Oh, yeah. it was a wonderful afternoon, man. We hit up five guys after the after the game. Ooh. It was one of the best experiences I ever had at FedEx yeah. Field, bro. It y'all was... talking about the game? You're like, ooh, I'm like, you said five guys. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> about the game. Maddie's just talking about, oh, you had five, five guys. guys. That, oh, do sound, that does sound. Five guys does ooh, sound let, good. Let me, ask but... y'all, let, let me ask y'all this. So with five guys, do you get the little burger or do you get the regular with like the double? I, I just graduated. I just graduated. I literally the past two times, and they may have been both recent times. Don't judge me. Mm-hmm. I always used to get the little bacon cheeseburger, okay? But the last two times I've I like gotten the way the, you said that. Can you say that one more time? The little bacon cheeseburger, okay? But the most, <laughs> the most recently, <clears throat> the last two times I've gotten I've gotten the bacon cheeseburger, the big bacon cheeseburger, and it is. Pretty good. Okay, so oh, I, oh, I yeah. just graduated. And you get that big old bag of fries, you know? Mm. Just, oh. Grease oh. dripping down sides. Yep. Oh, <laughs> well, we need to wrap this episode up. We all need it. We all need to meet at the five guys, all right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey.